Well, good Saturday afternoon to all of you. Hope you're having a good weekend. Ah, this weather. In South Carolina, you can get frostbite and sunburn in the same day. <laughs> Some people said if you don't like the weather, just hang on a couple hours, it'll change. But uh, welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina, flying solo today. Taylor is uh, <clears throat> unavailable. It's, uh, man, I tell you, it'll be, you know, we're going to have to do something. And she turns 18 in like a week. Oh, my gosh, less than a week. We need. I need to figure out something to do on the show for that one. Um, anyway, in high school, you know. Trying to graduate, trying to keep those grades going and all that. It's, uh, she, she digs for it. She really does. I'm, I will say that about her. It doesn't come easy and she is motivated and she wants to exempt one of her exams. So she is, uh, unavailable today, but, uh, it's not because she's in bed asleep. I'll put it that way. But, uh, glad you're, glad you're with us. Uh, we're gonna, today, oh gosh. We were going to do the classic recap. We we recorded some segments during media day at the classic, and for some reason or another, three of them didn't turn out. So with Taylor not being here and being able to talk about the classic and all that she did there, all that I did there, we're going to push the classic show back to next Saturday. Uh, we might even, if I can't salvage some of those other ones, we might even get a hold of those people and, and redo those segments uh, with them. Because it was some good stuff. It's people you don't normally, I don't normally have here because they're not in South Carolina or the, and we've got so much right here in in the state that uh, sometimes it's hard to to justify going out and finding somebody. But this was uh, having the classic here. You've got a, a bunch of people in in one location that you you know they're accessible. That's the cool thing about it. Um, but yeah, so we'll push that off <clears throat> and. Um, I'll run this solo as long as I can hold up. We, uh, goodness, dog tired. That's what it is. <clears throat> it's, um, you know, running around on the lake for a couple of days uh, as a media marshal. You know, it, uh, it's the early mornings and long days, and then you got weigh-ins at night and other activities going on. Uh, then you got the expo to cover and... So, yeah, so I came out Sunday night with a big head cold and chest cold, and it's still with me, and better than it was, but gosh, it's aggravating. Ugh. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so the Bassmaster, I do, you can't ignore the elephant in the room. Uh, Jason Christie, after a couple of second places, uh, in fact, wow, you know, he's he's had brushes with it several times. Um Won the classic. He uh forty eight years old. Yeah, he's uh had to live with the crushing weight of leading pro fishing's biggest event twice on the final day, only to fall short. And you know, he came back and requalified for the elites through the opens, or did he come back through on the legends exemption? I, f- I forget which one he came back through, but uh yeah, uh three day total of fifty four pounds even. And uh, five ounces better than second place finisher Kyle Welcher. Uh, the uh, official numbers: 154,932 fans. <clears throat> Christie won 300,000 dollars. 
And uh, let's see, I was going to see here now. Let's see, where did, where did I see that earlier? Results. Uh, let's see. So Jason Christie won, Kyle Walter second, Stetson Blaylock third, Justin Hamner was fourth. He is a Falcon Pro. Brian New finished ninth. He's a Falcon Pro. Patrick Walters finished twelfth. He's a Falcon Pro. Matt Airy, who I rode with on practice day, will finish fourteenth. Hank Cherry, who was trying to three peat, finished seventeenth. Uh let's see. Brandon Cobb finished thirty fourth. And he's a Falcon guy. And Jacob Prosnick, another Falcon guy, finished thirty sixth. Since there's anybody else I want to mention, Austin Felix, my good buddy from up Minnesota, finished fortieth. Seth Fighter, forty seventh. Wow. Brandon Pollinick, forty ninth. Shane LaHue, fiftieth. And Matty Wong, who pretty much has the personality, finished fifty fourth. So yeah, big weekend. Hope you took I hope you're a part of it. Got some pictures up on the Facebook page if you want to go check them out. Um, you know, next time the classic is close, it's worth driving to. I promise you. Um, good stuff. So let's. Uh, I got a, I got a short calendar of events here, brought to you by Capital City Lake Murray Country down on, down around Lake Murray, and uh, the first one got a bunch of. A bunch of events here through the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, one of which is the Botany Bay Wildlife Management Guided Beach Walk. Um, it's uh, Friday, March the 25th from 10 to 12. You need RSVP at the Department of Natural Resources website. Uh, let's see here now. There is a Botany Bay Wildlife Management Area Bird Watching Trailer Tour, which is Saturday, March 18th from 9 to 12. There's some volunteer opportunities that DNR's got out there. And we've talked about this before. This is SCORE. This is the Oyster Reef, uh, the the uh, Recycling Oyster Reef Program. Uh, weekly oyster shell trash sorting and weekly seeding plantings. Uh, there's an event calendar on the Department of Natural Resources under the SCORE or at the SCORE website that will give specific times and locations. Uh, let's see, they're going to build an oyster reef in Bluffton, South Carolina. On Monday, March 28th, and Tuesday, March 29th, from 11 to 2. And uh, like I said, more information at the Department of Natural Resources. And I think if you do SCORE, let's see, S-C-O-R-E, Oyster, let's see. Yeah, there's the OysterRecovery.org, which is the partnership, SCORE. It's got a website, www dot oysterrecovery.org South Carolina so there you go and they give you something you can also get a lot of information at the Department of Natural Resources web page for that uh, if you missed the Charleston one there's one in Asheville that is the fly fishing film tour is headed to Asheville to Hunter Banks Fly Fishing it's going to be held uh, hosted by Hunter Banks Fly Fishing held at the Highland Brewing Company uh, March the 18th at 6 o'clock in Asheville North Carolina so, uh, let's see, when's it going to start? Uh, doors open at 6 p.m., showtime's at 7. Tickets available at Hunter Banks Fly Fishing. Um, and there's all sorts of stuff. There's raffle ticket sales and all sorts of other stuff. Always a good time 
uh, watching some guys wave a fairy wand. Uh, miss my fly fishing tremendously. Artemis, South Carolina. If you don't know, this is the women's organization here in South Carolina that's trying to get more women involved in all the outdoors. Uh, they're having a 2022 turkey camp. Join us for two days of turkey hunting, camping, and hiking in the Sumter National Forest. All experience levels welcome. Space is limited, and I didn't check this, so you might need to figure out if they've got room or not. Um, April 7th through the 9th, uh, registration will open. It's been open since February 25th. But, again, like I said, you uh, you might need to get out on this one. Uh, is that? Wait a minute. Okay, so that's going with the other thing. Okay. So, yeah, that's the calendar events. And, my gosh, it's just not enough time to get to everything. Sorry. There's so much going on right now. So much going on. And we'll get to as much as we can. But uh only got so many minutes in this show. We are going to talk with uh, Jim Goller from the Harry Hampton Wildlife Fund about one of his dinners coming up. And we'll get to the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic briefly. So y'all uh, hang in there. We'll uh, be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina. Jim Goller and the Harry Hampton Wildlife Fund on the other side of the break. The best that I can You know the oh well, well welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina uh, first of all and uh, you know the the band at the Bassmaster Classic Expo Steel Stilettos or somebody they played this they were really good they played for several hours solid but they never played like the whole song like all the verses they'd play like a couple of verses and then go right into the next song they were really good but they mean you know. A band that can play country music, rock and roll, and stuff like this is a pretty good band. And, and I had that in there, not because of my next guest is old, but I knew he appreciates good music. And and Jim, uh, that's good music right there. Excellent music, Roger. <laughs> oh, we are talking to Jim Goller. He is, uh, well, I'm going to let him explain to you who he is, because it's been a couple of years we talked to Jim, probably since probably 2019, because... You know, both the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic and your banquets have been kind of COVID-deleted over the last couple of years, and this year we're trying to get everything back up. You've got a dinner coming up at the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic coming up, uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to speak for you. I want you to take a couple minutes, introduce yourself, and introduce the Hampton Wildlife Fund because that's essentially who is benefiting almost from both of these events, um, and. Uh, so, yeah, introduce yourself and talk about the Harry Hampton Wildlife Fund, and then we'll get into some details on some of the other stuff. Well, thank you, Roger. And and let me stop for just a moment sure. and say a special thanks to you for hosting us and giving <laughs> Harry Hampton and, and the Palmetto Classic just a little bit of exposure here. We do appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Love, love the mission of both of them. Well, I am the executive director of the Hampton Wildlife Fund. I'm a... DNR retiree, retired as marketing director for the agency back in 03 and took over the Hampton Fund. And it's a labor of love, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, I really believe in the outdoor resources of South Carolina and what we do. Um, 
I'll give you an example of, of what we do for DNR. Sure. We are the primary um, co-sponsor of the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic that you mentioned. Right. And we host a number of fundraising banquets throughout the state, one of which I produce in Columbia that's coming up, right. the Wildlife Extravaganza. But all the monies that we raise um, go to DNR to support programs for youth, for ladies, for um, programs like Operation Game Thief sure. uh, in the background where if you find a hunting or fishing violation, you can call in and get a reward. Things that DNR cannot fund through federal and state funding. So. Right. We um we fill that gap. We we feel like we're an important uh, partner with DNR in being able to bring programs to to like shooting sports. It's so big in the high schools oh, now yeah. and middle schools. Shotgun sports, archery in the schools program. Um, I learned an important statistic that shooting sports in South Carolina high schools. If if you look at it nationwide, Roger, right. more shells are shot in shooting sports programs than all of hunting. So it's it's a pretty big statistic. Um, we uh, we have been in existence since 1981. All right. The fund is named for Harry Hampton. Now, who is it's Harry actually, Hampton? Harry R. E. Hampton was. I kind of call him the founding father of South Carolina's conservation movement. Okay. Uh, the, the South Carolina's first true conservationist. He came along, born in 1897 at a time when market gunning for ducks and, and wanton waste of wildlife, there, there seemed no end to, to wildlife resources. And as we all know, that was a big mistake back in the last century. Sure. So, Hampton championed uh, conservation measures. Those familiar with South Carolina know that the Congaree Swamp was named as a national monument during Hampton's campaign with Washington to try to get it established as such, and now it's the state's only national park. Um, he, Hampton was a columnist for the state newspaper out of Columbia. He wrote a column called Woods and Waters, believe it or not. Wow. And uh, (laughs) um, I know I'm tending to ramble a bit, but if you pick up the book Woods and Waters, you will see just how much rambling Harry did when he was concerned with duck hunting and quail hunting and every aspect of fishing in the state. He, He was known for his passion of the resources. Um, the other thing that Harry did that I think all of us can thank him for is he lobbied the South Carolina State Legislature very heavily for the creation of the South Carolina Wildlife Commission way back in the 50s, prior to the 50s. Um, as you might know, back in the day, there were rabbit sheriffs out there, but there wasn't an established game and fish agency. Sure. So out of the Wildlife Commission was born the old South Carolina Wildlife Department. Right. It it evolved into South Carolina Wildlife and Marine Resources, followed by our current day with the merger of other agencies to become South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. Wow. So um Harry was in in a big way instrumental in all of that. Um he he battled for years with that Congaree uh swamp 
you know, fighting for that national monument. And, you know, he, he was asked one time, you know, what made him so personally responsible for wild animals and places in South Carolina. And he said, just bullheadedness, I guess, is at the <laughs> bottom of it. And he was bullheaded in his <laughs> attack on the, the, um, of the Congress of the United States and the South Carolina legislature. You know, speaking of Congress National Park, it's 26,000 acres. Yes, sir. I mean, it's huge. It is, it's essential. And, you know, Hopkins, somewhere right there west of Hopkins, South Carolina, is the, is the center of South Carolina, the geog- geographic center of South Carolina. So it's like exactly. the centerpiece of South Carolina. Uh, and I believe, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and I can't remember this for sure, but aren't some of the tallest trees in the state located in the Congaree National Forest? Yes, sir. I believe you're I correct on that. I think that's, I say, oh yeah, here we go, here we go. Um, uh, Champion Tree is the world's tallest known example of 15 species. 167-foot loblolly pine, 157-foot sweet gum. Oh, boy, there's a sweet gum. 154-foot <laughs> cherry bark oak, 135-foot American elm, 133-foot swamp chestnut tree, 131-foot overcup oak, and 127-foot common persimmon tree. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, you know, with... with um, uh oh, oh gosh, uh, Mulligan, Tom Mulligan, South Carolina Seven. You know they hiked the Palmetto Trail and all that, and that's that's oh. how I knew about the trees because he brought that up when we were talking about Congress and his home to, you know, the record so many record tall trees and all. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's and that's you know we talked about the show and all and that's 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 the outdoors man. The more layers you peel off, the more stuff is there for you to learn. It is. It truly is. And uh, speaking of learning, uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, we with the Hampton Fund are interested in is is getting the message of Department of Natural Resources out to the citizens sure. of the state. Yep. And um, one, one of our uh, crowning achievements, I believe, is, is scholarships for children in South Carolina attending South Carolina schools. Yep. Um, we have a program that awards some $40,000 a year in scholarships in marine science and, and wildlife. Uh, we have criminology, law enforcement. Um, we have, um, believe it or not, journalism. Probably <laughs> one of the few journalism scholarships, uh, you know, anywhere around. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that particular scholarship is named for our first chairman, James O. Thomason, an attorney from Spartanburg. So uh, that is available for people going into uh, mass communications, photography, um, you know, writing, you know, creative writing and, and that type of thing. Sure. Whatever journalism major they may care to, to participate in. But you know, we also have a number of scholarships for um, – DNR, uh, parents only, law enforcement, and general DNR, and we're very proud of those also. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you've named off a bunch of stuff, but I mean, the South Carolina Wildlife Magazine Photography Contest, Camp Wildwood, which you yes, know, sir. you know, Camp Wildwood fills up in like October, November now. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Unreal. You know, uh, Dan Dupree. Oh, yeah. He, 
he is the director of the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic. He's also the director of Camp Wildwood. Well, that's right. He has, a, he has a full play. Yeah, and he, he awesome. has a lot of fun with both of them. But uh, yeah. you mentioned Operation Game Thief, took on Fishing Not Drugs, Take One, Make One, Archer in School, Shooting Sports Com- Scholarships, James O'Thompson Shooting Range, yeah. Sassafras Mountain Improvement Project, uh, Jocassi Gorge's Visitor Center, South Carolina Governor's Billfish Series, which we're going to talk some later on this spring. We're going to talk with those sure. people. Uh, I mean, you know, Marine Education Center. These are all things that y'all support uh, because DNR doesn't have those available funds. Right. And we've acted also in the background of a number of projects. Roger, you may not be aware of. We we actually built our own artificial reef. Oh, yeah. For one of our board members, Bruce yeah. Rush. Yep. And currently, we are managing the finances for the South Carolina Memorial Deepwater Reef Project. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the boat that's going to be sunk out there. Yeah, but, I, I think uh, I read something about this. Yeah, it was yep. featured in the um, series Outer Banks. Oh, wow. It was a ship that was in the last two episodes of the first season, and we were able to um, help DNR secure that. And we've gotten a host of um, large contributions as well as small contributions from across the state and outside of South Carolina to help facilitate that project. But it will the the South Carolina deep water reef area is just a, a truly unique oh, yeah. uh, area in that it's federally protected yep. for bottom species, but yet. People like the governor's cut, uh, troll uh, all troll over it all day long. They can troll <laughs> over it all day. Exactly That's right. it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Jim, guess what? We, yes, sir. We have eaten up a segment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, I told you, when you and I get on, when, when people who like to talk get on a radio show together, time just flies. <laughs> uh, but uh, luckily we got another segment because we want to talk about, you know, Harry Hampton Fund is here to do all this stuff. We're going to talk about a couple of fundraising opportunities here this month that, that everybody can take part in, whether you're there or whether you're remote. So y'all hang on. We're going to take a break, come back with more Woods and Water South Con, Jim Goller and the Harry Hampton Fund on the other side of the break. And welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thanks for hanging in there with us through a couple of minutes of uh, station break and whatever they do at the bottom of the hour. I don't even know what they do anymore, but uh, I think there's a little bit of news in there and, and station ID and whatever else. But uh, thanks for hanging through. We are, uh, again, we're talking with Jim Goller, uh, who has gotten to be a really good friend of mine. Even though, Jim, we don't see each other a whole lot. We, we bounce off of each other when we see each other and we... Message or text or call every once in a while and kind of keep up with each other. I, I, I see your pictures on Facebook and you're always fishing, Jim. You're always out well, there chasing redfish. <laughs> Kill, you're notice, killing me. <laughs> I always have that Hampton Wildlife Fund hat on. That's there. right. Those, those fish are friends of ours. That's right. That's right. Re- some of them probably repeat friends. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about the Hampton Wildlife Fund. Um, and we we really gave we really went through the the guts of it last time and and I think a lot of people probably have a, a clearer picture of what 
It is what it does, how it was established, and the history of it. Now it's time to talk about the fundraising because during the year there are several fundraising events that come up uh, where, you know, essentially you get all your money that you spend with our give to DNR to help them with some of those projects we talked about. So the first one we got coming up is March 24th. Yes, sir. Uh, which is, you know, a couple of weeks out. So talk to us about that one a little bit. Okay. Well, this will be our second annual Hampton Wildlife Fund Extravaganza Wild Game Dinner and Auction, Roger. Um, I originally titled that the uh, Hampton Wildlife Fund Ball. Yeah. And so many people came in, in, uh, in, in dressed up too much. <laughs> oh, no. The others, the others <laughs> hollered at me and said, I don't want to dress up. So I just kind of changed the name a little sure. bit to make everybody feel comfortable. Yeah. But absolutely. We, uh, we, we, just are getting started with this really good, primarily to benefit DNR youth programs and continuing education. Okay. And to explain that a bit, we talked in the other segment a little bit about shotgun sports sure. and archery in schools. So those are youth programs that we support. But continuing education, we also want to try to help out some DNR folks that are looking at uh, getting their degrees and graduate degrees. So we'll try to help them a little bit also. Okay. Uh, and that'll be something kind of new to add to our scholarship program. Oh, but wow. I just wanted to take a moment to say that um, over the years, we have now given DNR a little over $4.2 million. Wow. Um, and, and since 95, we've awarded a little under 610000 in scholarships to South Carolina students. So we're real proud of that, and that's what we're doing. We're trying to raise funds so we can continue along these lines. The Wally Aim Dinner and Auction is going to be a lot of fun. It's in Columbia, yep. March March 24th, 6 p.m. at Seawells Catering. That's 1200 Rosewood Drive in Columbia across from State Fairgrounds. Yeah, I was just going to say, right, the, right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we did this to kind of kick off the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic within a little event. And hopefully we can get people in the door to enjoy, I think, some terrific wild game. We're going to have, well, we'll have wild pig that DNR Cook team will chase down and and barbecue for us, and then we'll have some fried fish and some shrimp and grits, some bacon-wrapped quail, just a little bit of everything. Yeah. So serve everyone's palate. Okay. And, of course, there'll be some libations available. But we will have both a live and solid auction, and we've got some terrific items. I mean, we've got trips from everywhere from South America to Right here locally, um, we've got hunts all over um, South Carolina. We've got a turkey hunt, a dove hunt, uh, a deer and hog hunt in two different locations, and a, even a quail hunt, believe it or not. So we've got all those things going together with Lake Murray guided striped bass fishing trips and um, saltwater inshore trips. We're still working on getting a... Uh, offshore trip okay. uh, donated to us to auction off, but we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have some music there, a little bluegrass going, and All right. uh, the the silent auction will be uh, geared to those that you know not, not as rich. My blood's not too rich <laughs> to bid on some of these things. Sure, we'll have some 
we'll have some some down to earth things that even I can afford. All right. And uh, we're gonna have some giveaways. When you walk in the door, you can buy some tickets and drop them in barrels. We'll have generators and kayaks and surprise coolers, a little bit of everything for you to, you know, get get your feet wet on. Sure. And we'll even have a big flat top griddle. Ah. And, uh, few other things. So we've got some Tupelo gum barbecue bowls, handmade in South Carolina, some with uh, artwork in them. Uh, I mean, I, it's just too much for me to name. Sure, sure, sure. And then you got also you got a five-gun raffle, and I know this is a limited ticket sale. It's only 150 tickets. And you said, yeah, what, like 15 or 16 left? I think I've got about 16 left. Okay. And, uh, you know, you can't get better odds, Roger. It's only 150 tickets. Right. They are 100 bucks a piece, but that's a one in 150 chance to win. If you buy two, it's one in 75. That's right. And just keep on whittling it down. Buy all you want. Sure. You buy all 16 and get the odds <laughs> way down. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Benelli's, yeah, shotguns, a, rifles, yeah. uh, Tika. Yeah, that Tika is a hot round yeah. 6.5 Creedmoor. Savage waterfowl gun, um, yes, Springfield Hellcat. Right, we yeah. got that little nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, we're going to be running some card tricks where you'll buy a card, tear it half, and and we'll draw you for some. There'll be a ladies' gun, there'll be another okay. pistol, probably a rifle or two, and I think the Wild Turkey Federation of South Carolina has given us a shotgun, and I might even be known to kind of. Go in the back door with a couple of other guns yeah. to probably give away to some of our sponsors and donors. <laughs> Very good. Well, how do, first, okay, so that's the thing. How, how do people get information on that? Well, the best way for them to get a ticket into the door or to find out, they can go on our website, HamptonWildlifeFund.org, and click on events and okay. go to the ball and find my telephone number, but if it's okay to give it out, sure. I can, uh, tell them they can call me, 803-600-1570. There you go. And, and you they can, can also call Sandra um, Sandra Rucker in Columbia. She works part-time for me and for DNR. Okay. And Sandy's just a great gal. She'll take care of you, too. At eight zero three six zero three one five seven zero. All right. So there the last go. four digits are the same in both, just the prefix is different. Absolutely. And then the other thing, and gosh, we only got about two two and a half minutes left. Is the Palmetto Sportsman's Classics coming up the day after your banquet, starting on the twenty fifth through the twenty seventh? Uh, I texted with Dan Dupree. You got three hundred and over three hundred and forty vendors, which is more than the Bassmaster Classic had this past weekend. That's a lot of vendors. It is a lot of vendors. The Classic is the largest uh, outdoor hunting and fishing show east of the Mississippi other than Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's been running. This will be our 36th show. Wow. Pretty cool. And you can... A little bit of things for everyone. Oh, my gosh. Fishing tackle, hunting items, anything you can think of, and... Terrific educational opportunity for the kids. Yes. DNR is there in force talking about all of their various aspects. And there's a little kid's fishing pond. You can have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Even I, you and I might be able to catch a fish. Well, you know, I was just fixing to say it's, uh, they're, they're, 
that can't run from you in that little pond. That's a nice thing. But see, you still can't make them bite, you know? That's true. That's true. You know, uh, but yeah, there is nothing finer, Jim, than to be at that pond, because I've been there many times watching those kids, and some little kid goes, I got one, I got one! You know, <laughs> and, and they, they horse it over the side, and the kid looks like they're, now what I do with it, you know? <laughs> Roger, you know, um, I was I was director of that show for a number of years while right. I was with DNR. And when I took it over, it was kind of a turkey hunting show, and I yeah. tried to help branch it out. Now it just does my heart good to be on that midway or runway around uh, noon on a Sunday and see all the baby strollers. Oh, and yeah. I have people come up to me and said, not only did my dad bring me here, I'm bringing my son and my grandson Absolutely. Here. It's a rite of passage in South Carolina. You better believe it. And, and be, I mean, you got to be ready for anything because there's people blowing duck calls. There's people scratching turkey slates. There's... People buying fish and tackle. There's beef jerky and sweets and, I mean, you know, hey, smoked turkey legs and funnel cakes outside. There's tractors, boats. Lord have mercy. And, and dogs and, and retriever demos and little seminars going on. It's a, it's a great thing. A great thing. Got about 30 seconds. I'll All give right. it to you. I'd Wrap it up. If I didn't mention my flagship sponsor All right. um, of both the classic, which is Farm Bureau. All right. And of my banquet, which is Grand South Bank, headquartered right there in Greenville. Absolutely. Jim, it's always a pleasure, always an honor to have you on. Uh, one, one of these days we need to go fishing together. You know, I tell we say that to a lot of people, but we need to make this happen, Jim. Well, you know what? It's a lot closer <laughs> from Greenville to Beaufort than it is from Beaufort to Greenville. So you come on down. I will do that. I'll take you. All right, Jim. Well, you take care of yourself. Thanks for your time today, and uh, and we'll talk soon. And, uh, folks, PSCClassic.com is where you go for more information on the Sportsman Classic. Hang on. We'll be right back. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Yeah, that oldie but goodie. Not as old as some of their first stuff, but yeah, Loverboy, Mike Reno, gotta love them. Uh, so, now you know a little bit more about the Harry Hampton Fund, who Harry Hampton was, a uh, little bonus information on the Congaree National Forest down there, um, <clears throat> and I hope when you have an opportunity to donate, whether it's, you know... I mean, they're 501c3. You can write them a check any time of the year uh, if you so feel so led. Uh, when these banquets come around, I know there's that one. There's usually one in, oh, I think there's a big one in Rock Hill every year in, like, May or June. I'll have to look that up as it gets closer to it. Uh, then the Pablo Sportsman Classic. I mean, it's those proceeds go to help the Department of Natural Resources fund a lot of those programs we talked about and more. There's more of them than, than what we talked about. Uh, and speaking of the Palmetto Sportsman Classic, I think we need to need to give a little little more information on it. It is um, March 25th through the 27th at the State Fairgrounds there in Columbia, South Carolina. As Jim said, it's the largest other than uh, what the Great American up in uh, Pennsylvania. It is the largest hunting and fishing expo east of the Mississippi. Uh, tickets are $10 per day. 
Uh, VIP weekend pass is 18, which allows you to come and go um, all three days. And let's see, <clears throat> attractions, we got Whitetails of North America, which is, uh, let's see, the, uh, the Milo Hansen, current world record, Missouri Monarch, as well as eight of the 12, eight of the top 12 typical Whitetails escorted by Ben and Crockett. Uh, Jim Vitaro's Hog Trough, which, you know, has got a bunch of bass in it, and they sit up there and uh, teach how to use... Oh, different lures and all. They demonstrate a lot of the stuff at ICAST. It's always funny. The fish just stare at it. Every once in a while, though, buddy, they'll pull out something new. And those fish are hungry, and it's uh, <laughs> it's fun to watch. Outdoors with Joey Mines is going to be there. Uh, SCDNR's Aquatic Education Pond. Like I said, you, you got them cornered. Can't go very far. And it's a good opportunity to kids to get out there and, you know, a first catch or just to catch them again. It's always fun. Uh, vendors. Oh, gosh. Okay, there's Retriever Vendors. There's uh, Ace Space and Custom Calls. Oh, man. Looking Aloha Knives. Angling Women. That's B.B. Dalton's uh, organization. A-OK Turkey Calls. Bacon Jams. Hmm, wonder what that is. Uh, Berkeley Outdoors of Columbia. Big Buck Sauces. Boykin Spaniel Rescues. That's just, you know, you can go on and on. I mean, there's there's 300 and something, 340-odd, 400 of them. Just going to be a good time. And, and let's see, what is this right here? Tickets info, got that, got that, got that. And attractions, okay, so got covered all that. Um, and one thing the Palmetto Sports Classic is known for in South Carolina is antler scoring. Uh, <clears throat> there's already been a lot of it going on around the state. Uh, we tried to get to this a couple weeks ago, couldn't get to it. But each winter, the Department of Natural Resources measures uh, deer antlers throughout the state with a major effort during this Bible and Sportsman's Classic. A total of 7,691 sets of white-tailed deer antlers, including 7,378 typical racks and 313 non-typicals, are currently ranked in the all-time antler records list. Uh, minimum scores for the state, 125 points for typical and 145 for non-typical and they are measured on the Boone and Crockett system. And that one right there on my wall missed it by less than three points, and I had four points in deductions. It's almost a perfect eight-point rack, almost identical, uh, except for the, uh, I don't know what you call it. Is that the G1? I don't know. It's it's right next to the brow tines. Uh, if you're looking at it on the left side, that brow tine is almost nine inches long. And on the right side, it's like five and something. Other than that, it's almost a, it's almost a perfect rack. But yeah, I missed the record book by that little bit. I was look that was just pure luck. Uh, I'm not a good enough deer hunter to to even uh, even if I hadn't made the record book to crow about my deer hunting abilities. But yeah, I got lucky and and got a really nice one back when I was what? I was I 18? Really? Has it been that long ago? But anyway, so there you go. Uh, let's see. Things you might want, things you need. Uh, hunters must provide necessary documentation such as the date and county of the kill and assign, and sign a fair chase statement when they bring a set of antlers for measuring. Um, you know, there's some restrictions on antlers in velvet, uh, broken and repaired antlers or antlers separated from the skull plate. They cannot be officially measured for state records 
list. Um, so, anyway, I, and I missed that gummit. I had it up here, the fair chase statement. Uh, man, now, I was closing tabs. Okay, Boone and Crockett. Okay, so according to Boone and Crockett, fair chase, as defined by the Boone and Crockett Club, is the ethical... Ah, dang it. Okay. As defined by the Boone and Crockett Club, is the ethical, sportsmanlike, and lawful pursuit and taking and taking of any free-ranging wild game animal in a manner that does not give the hunter an un- improper or unfair advantage over the game animals. So... All right, so let's, uh, those are already passed. Those are already passed. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Pavlo Sportsman's Classic. They'll have a bunch of them there scoring. They'll, they'll have, yeah, it'll be, be five or six guys scoring antlers and it's always fun to sit there and watch them. Um, okay. In Camden at the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources office by appointment only during March. At the Clemson office by appointment only during March. In Columbia, by appointment any time of the year. At the Florence DNR, by appointment only during March. In Garnett, at the DNR office, by appointment only any time of the year. Georgetown is by appointment only during March. And in Union, by appointment only any time of the year. So if you go to the Department of Natural Resources under Antler Scoring, you can find it. You can find all these phone numbers for the various offices. If you miss Having your scored, then uh, you can always do one of the appointments on, appointment only times at one of those regional offices. That goes over there. All right. In the news, we do have a we do have a chronic wasting some some legislation on chronic wasting funding like national research, which is some people have said what we needed all along. Because you've had this organization doing it here, this university doing it there. And chronic wasting disease has been around since the 70s. I'm trying to remember. Gosh, when was the first case of chronic wasting? I should have looked this up. Anyway, it's, uh, I think it was 1976. Anyway, there is news on the chronic wasting disease uh, front. Out of Alabama, January 7, 2022, a sample recently collected from a hunter harvested whitetail deer in west central Lauderdale County has been confirmed positive for chronic wasting disease. This is the first case of CWD detected in Alabama's deer herd. So we're one state over, Georgia. Uh, CWD has been detected in Tennessee and Mississippi in 2018, has been slowly moving towards Alabama, and this, this case is right across the border. From some uh, from Tennessee, their CWD zone. You know, uh, CWD is tough, but for different reasons. Going on, uh, first case of CWD suspected in Louisiana deer, February second, twenty twenty two. The Louisiana Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory has reported a suspect case of chronic wasting disease to the Louisiana Department of Fisheries and Wildlife. Wildlife and Fisheries, the tentative diagnosis was made on samples submitted by LDWF staff from a hunter-harvested adult buck taken on private land in Tenzas Parish. The deer was emaciated when harvested, thus a high-value sample for surveillance. 
So let's see if it says in here. Yeah, it's coming. It's a neurodegenerative disease. Yeah, you know, there's lots of information out there on CWD. But these are two new cases in two states that heretofore had not had CWD. So it is it's still spreading. You know, a lot of people wonder, is it here? I mean, we sample so many deer a year. Anytime there's a suspected case, um, you know, you are you're encouraged to call the department. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Department of Natural Resources and, and you know, tell them what it is. They'll ask you questions, and a lot of times they can figure out what it is by what you, you know, the description you give them. I do have a story here that I'm going to get to. I'm not going to get to it today, and I'm not going to rush through this one. Uh, but, yeah, CWD is four questions we almost answer. And another one, if chronic wasting disease is fatal, why aren't we finding CWD deer killed in the woods? And it's uh, valid questions on both of them. That we will, you know, we'll, we'll talk about. We need to have a big powwow on CWD and fair chase, and it's coming. They got to get through fishing and turkey season. Speaking of next week, I think we're going to have a great turkey show next week. Uh, no, next week, Dad, come it. Ugh. So this is the twelfth, nineteenth. It might be. Geez, this is this is the problem with trying to get to everything. It's hard. We may have to punt the classic show until after the Red Crest. Maybe during the Red Crest. <laughs> oh, boy. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, and the, uh, and the scheduling over top of the classic by Major League Fishing did, doesn't appear to be affecting or didn't appear to affect the classic in attendance. Had my had my doubts, had my thoughts that maybe it would. Uh, I did get a phone call from Joe Pogger, who is the media relations guy with Major League Fishing. He was with the old FLW, you know, when I first started going there events in 2014. Uh, great guy, really good friend. He said, uh, he said, hey, looks like they had a good event. Kudos to them. Uh, it sets the bar really high for the Red Crest in Tulsa, Oklahoma in two weeks. Well, starting, I, I fly out the 22nd. So, so yeah. But, uh, well, thanks for being in here. Uh, hope you took something away from it. If nothing else, as always, remember to make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget that camera. We'll be back next week with either Turkey or Bassmaster Classic. You'll find out when you tune in. But anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next weekend. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. You hit me from behind. Yes, I'm gone to